All right, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to 1 Peter chapter 2. It's good to be back this evening with you all. First Peter 2, verses 4 to 9. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm going to read that same scripture from the J.B. Phillips New Testament. To change the metaphor, you come to him as living stones, to the immensely valuable living stone which men rejected but God chose, to be built up into a spiritual house of God in which you, like holy priests, can offer those spiritual sacrifices which are acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. There is a passage to this effect in Scripture, and it runs like this. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. It is you who believe in him that he is precious, but to those who disobey God it is true that the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and he is to them a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Yes, they stumble at the word of God, for in their hearts they are unwilling to obey it, which makes stumbling a foregone conclusion. But you are God's chosen generation, his royal priesthood, his holy nation, his peculiar people. All the old titles of God's people now belong to you. It is for you now to demonstrate the goodness of him who has called you out of darkness into his amazing light. In the past, you were not a people at all. Now, you are a people of God. In the past, you had no experience of his mercy, but now it is intimately yours. I want to say tonight that the greatest decision we can make in this life is the decision to come to Jesus, to come to the chosen stone, to bring our life to Jesus, to bring all that we are to him, to bring our world to him, to present ourselves to him, to come to him that we might be built up into a spiritual house, 
spiritual house of God, both individually and corporately, built up into a spiritual house of God. We come as living stones. We come to him, to the immensely valuable living stone. To us, Jesus is precious. Is he precious to you tonight? The text calls us that there are, rather tells us that there are those that accept the chosen stone and there are those that reject the chosen stone. We know this to be true. There are those that accept Jesus. There are those that reject Jesus. Isn't that true? Day in and day out, there are those that are accepting of him and there are those that are rejecting him. We either accept the truth of who he is and who he says he is, or we reject the truth. We don't accept in part, for this has never been an option. We must accept in full the truth of who he is and the truth of who he says that he is. And when we accept Jesus, when we come to him, when we come before him, we repent of our sins, we receive his great gift the precious gift of his grace, his heart of mercy, and we become his chosen people. If you've received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to say tonight that you are part of the chosen people. You are chosen. Things change when we know that we are chosen. At least things should change when we understand that we are chosen that we understand that we are chosen by God, chosen by Jesus. Life should look different. It should sound different. Life should feel different. It should taste different. It should flow different. Listen to the text. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, And he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. It is you who believe in him that he is precious. But to those who disobey God, it is true that the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And he is to them a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Yes, they stumble at the word of God, for in their hearts they are unwilling to obey it, which makes stumbling a foregone conclusion. But you are God's chosen generation, his royal priesthood, his holy nation, his peculiar people. All the old titles of God's people now belong to you. Just let that sink in tonight. It is for you now to demonstrate the goodness of him who has called you out of darkness. If you're looking for a mission statement, there it is right in the text tonight. Called you into his amazing light. In the past, you were not a people at all, but now you are a people of God. In the past, you had no experience of his mercy, but now it is intimately yours. I want to ask a very simple question tonight. Do we know who we are? Do you know who you are? Are you living like it? Are you acting like it? Who are these chosen people of his? What do they do? How do they act? 
How do they make decisions? How do they talk? How do they function? How do they live? A few points tonight. Number one, they live like they are chosen. They live like they are picked out and chosen by God. And I'd encourage all of us here tonight to take a look at our living. Are we living like Jesus' chosen one? Does this reality fuel our decision-making? I'm chosen by God. I'm chosen by Jesus. Does this reality fuel our choices? Every choice that we make, not just the big ones, the small ones, all the ones in between. Does this reality fuel our emotions? Chosen by God. No matter what comes my way, chosen by God. No matter what I face, chosen by God. Does this reality rule our flesh? You're the temple of the Lord. We're chosen by God. It should cause us to view even our flesh differently. It's not our own. Chosen by God. Who are these chosen people of his and how do they how do they live? Number two, they live like they are royal. We're pulling a right out of the text tonight. You know that royalty lives different than the common folk? Do you know who you are tonight? Are you acting like it? Are you living like it? Royalty lives different than the common folk. Royalty dresses different. They even talk different. They learn different. They stand different. They feel different. They are set apart from the rest of society. They are privileged above the rest of society. They are granted access. The rest of the society is not granted. They are given responsibilities and opportunities and duties that the rest of society is not given. Royalty understands the great responsibility of being just that, royal. They honor the title. Now, this is the truth tonight. People can have the title of being royal, yet not live like it. Queen Elizabeth II. Never thought I'd quote her. But here we are. They are not royal. They just happen to have me as their aunt. Think about it tonight. You can have the title of royalty, you can have that blood flowing in your veins, yet not act like it, not honor it, not cherish it, not live like you are royal, not live set apart. Listen to these words. I am reminded of the old court jester who was supposed to entertain his king with interesting stories and antics. He looked at the king who was lolling on his throne, a drunken, filthy rascal, 
doffed his cap and bells and said with a mock gesture of obeisance, O king, be loyal to the royal within you. And so I say to you young people today, remember your heritage and be loyal to that royal lineage that you have as members of the church and kingdom of God on the earth. The royal stone and his royal people. How do his people live? They live like they are royal. Number three, they live holy. 1 Peter 2, 9 in the Amplified, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, it is for you now to demonstrate the goodness of him who has called you out of darkness into his amazing light. Demonstrating the goodness, demonstrating the holiness of God, demonstrating the right living, knowing who you are, living like you are chosen, living like you are royal, living holy. The message, chosen to be a holy people. God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him. To tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. From nothing to something. From rejected to accepted. Hebrews 12, verses 12 to 16. Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Wow. The holy stone and his holy people. How do God's people live? They live holy. We don't do away with the words, be holy as I am holy. Understanding the call. It doesn't matter what the world looks like. It doesn't matter what day we live in. The call remains the same. I wonder tonight if we know who we are. Chosen by God. We are the royalty of God. We are called to live holy, to demonstrate his goodness, not just in the church, but in the streets, to demonstrate the holiness of God, no matter where we go. Imagine if we let holiness fuel all our decisions, holiness guide and govern our conversations.
Number four, they live peculiar. 1 Peter 2, 9 in the King James Version. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Bible says that we are to be in the world and not of the world. The Bible says that we are not to be conformed to the image of this world. Don't fall into the patterns of this world. Don't look like the world, sound like the world, walk like the world. We are called to be peculiar. Other translations, I believe, lose the power of what is being said here. Peculiar. Look up a definition of peculiar. You want to know the truth tonight? We are odd. We are strange. We are unusual. We are abnormal. And we are atypical. And I would say to all of us here tonight, if we are not, are we his people? If we're not odd, if we're not strange to this world, if we're not abnormal, if we're not atypical, are we really his people? If we look like the world and talk like the world and walk like the world and make decisions like the world and make choices like the world and do everything just like the world would do and fall into the pattern, watch the same things the world would watch, listen to the same things the worldly would listen to, are we really His? Because those that are His understand that they are chosen and it changes how they live. Those that are his understand that they are royal. They feel the weight of that. It's not just some light thing. The kingdom of God is the greatest kingdom. Maybe you're saying tonight, if I was actually born a prince or a princess, things would look different. Those that are his know the call. The call to be holy. They don't take it lightly. And those that are his understand that they are peculiar. That to this world, we do look odd and strange and unusual and atypical. We don't make decisions the way the world makes decisions. We just don't fall in line with the ways of the world. We understand that we are peculiar, that we are different. The Bible clearly says that the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. We might look like fools to the world, but keep it up. Keep up the foolishness. People are turning. Eyes are being opened. Ears are being unstopped. The call is going out as we live and preach with our lives. We respond to life based on our highest principles. 
This is how we are to respond to life. 1 Peter 2, verses 7 and 8, Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word. The voice reads, to you who believe and depend on him, he is precious. But to you who don't, remember the words of the psalmist. The stone that the builders rejected has been laid as the cornerstone. The very stone that holds together the entire foundation. And of Isaiah, a stone that blocks their way, a rock that trips them. They stumble because they don't follow the word of God. Obedience to the word of God, following the word of God. This is peculiar living. When you hold to what is in the book, you don't add to it. You don't take away from it. You don't just pick and choose portions. You don't pick and choose what you want Jesus to look like, act like, be like. You don't form your own gospel. You don't form your own idol, claiming it as Christ. This is peculiar living, those that follow the Word of God, now perhaps more than ever. I've had a few conversations as of recent. People declaring the Bible is nonsense, etc. Believe in parts, don't believe in other parts. Believe that the Bible was just put together by man to control people. Some religious book used as a tool to control people. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. The religion comes as a part of relationship. Nobody is forced into a relationship with Jesus. It's a free gift. Follow him. He offers us relationship. The Bible is put together by God so that we can become the chosen of Christ. So that we can become the royalty of Christ. So that we can live out this royal life that we are called to. So that we can become the holiness of Christ. So that we actually know how to demonstrate the goodness of the one that has called us out of darkness. So that we can become the proclamation of Christ. You know, sometimes I wonder and I think that it would be easier if we were dead stones. Wouldn't it be easier to build a spiritual house with dead stones? Stones without a mind of their own, a will of their own, stones without legs that wander and hands that falter. 
without hearts that harbor that which is diseased? Perhaps. Yet he has chosen to build with living stones. We come to him as living stones, the text reads. Again, J.B. Phillips' New Testament, to change the metaphor, you come to him as living stones, to the immensely valuable living stone, which men rejected but God chose to be built up into a spiritual house of God. Is that your heart's cry tonight? In which you, like holy priests, can offer those spiritual sacrifices. Listen to these words, which are acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Perhaps not all sacrifices are acceptable. And we know it's true. Galatians 2.20. We can have the worship team return tonight. We're well familiar with the scripture. Are we living this reality? Do we know who we are? The reality is we are dead. And the reality is we are living. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do you know who you are tonight? Are we living like it? Are we acting like it? I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. You can tell if Christ is living in you and living through you. It's not to say we won't stumble that every decision will be on point all the time. Every choice. At those times, let them be the exception, not the rule. Because if we allow Jesus to live out of us, our decisions will look different. The choices we make will look drastically different than the choices we would make without him. The things we would watch, listen to, the conversations we would have. Would Jesus speak these words right now? Is this the flow of Christ as I talk right now? As I converse with this person right now? Is this the flow of Christ as I write this text right now? Is this the flow of Christ as I write this email right now? Is this the flow of Christ as I post this right now? Is this the flow of Christ? Is this the flow of Christ as I go to the box office and buy the ticket for the movie I'm about to watch? Is this the flow of Christ? Is this me acting like I'm chosen, knowing who I am? Is this me acting like royalty, or am I just acting like all the other common folk? Passion translation, my old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah. 
and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. You know, I thought about it today. I'd say we right now, but you have to decide for yourself. But I'll say for myself, I don't want a mind of my own. I want the mind of Christ. I don't want a will of my own. I want the will of Christ. I don't want emotions of my own. I want the emotions of Christ. I want a life empowered by the faith of the Son of God. I want Jesus dispensing his life into mine and through mine. Is that the cry of your heart? I want to encourage all of us here tonight to live like we are chosen, because we are. To live like we are royalty, because we are. Remember that we are not like the common folk. To live holy and to live peculiar. This world doesn't need people just like them. This world needs people that are different, that are odd, that are strange. because it gets the world's attention. It proclaims the goodness of the one who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're saying, well, that sounds like we're just a bunch of robots. Just sit back and let Jesus move us how he wants. Listen, we are not robots, we are vessels. We are willing vessels, living vessels, chosen vessels, royal vessels, holy vessels. We are peculiar vessels. When you come to understand how precious Jesus is, how precious the gift of salvation is, what it actually means to your living in your life, your now, and your future, when you realize all that he's done for you, it changes how you live. It changes your outlook on life. It will change your decision-making. It'll change everything because you want to please Him. You want to live like Him. You want to look like Him. You want to act like Him. You want to talk like Him. You want to respond to people the way that He would respond to people. You want to see the world through His eyes, not through diseased eyes. You want His heart to beat in your chest. You want to reach out like He would reach out. There is this quote that reads like this. We do not want, as the newspapers say, a church that will move with the world. We want a church that will move the world. I'm going to read it again tonight. We do not want, as the newspapers say, a church that will move with the world. We want a church that will move the world. Right now, we might not even be aware of it. But there is a church that is moving with the world. 
There are churches that are flying flags they should not be flying. There are churches that are having programs they should not be having. There are churches, and I've personally been told of this, where before service they play secular music in the foyer so that people feel more comfortable, so that the sinner feels more comfortable. So fill your ears with that and then come in. I've heard of other individuals. All of a sudden, the church decides, hey, we're going to kick off the service, and the first song we do is going to be a secular song. And then we'll start the worship. This is a church that is moving with the world, not moving the world. Because if we just bring people in and make them comfortable in their sin, make them comfortable in their compromise, and we just say, hey, tag Jesus onto your life, but live the same. Do the same. Listen to the same. Walk the same. Talk the same. Dress the same. Are they sons and daughters of Christ? Are they actually chosen? Are they actually royal? Are they actually holy? They're definitely not peculiar. They're only peculiar when they come in here and sing a few Christian courses and take a few notes and they walk out there and they look like everybody else. They're not odd. They're not strange. They're not different. They're not abnormal. They're not atypical. They're just like everybody else. They laugh at the same jokes. They watch the same comedies. They sleep around like the rest of the world sleeps around. They frequent the same places the rest of the world would frequent. They follow the same people on Instagram that everybody else is following because, you know, you got to be in the know. We got to be like the common folk, right? The call has not changed, and the call will not change. The Bible is the truth of God. And no matter what we see happen, if it was, heaven forbid, that every church, that every church would move with the world, I would say to you tonight, don't move with the world. You stand. You stand. You stand. We don't know what these end times are going to look like. We see a glimpse of it right now, and I do believe the pace is picking up more than ever. So many conversations just indicating that with people. Remember who you are and live like it and act like it. We do not want, as the newspapers say, a church that will move with the world. We want a church that will move the world. And I just felt like the Lord said, you know what that's going to take? It's going to take living stones that not only know who they are, but live who they are. That live chosen, that live royal, that live holy, and that live peculiar. That refuse to look like everybody else, that refuse to talk like everybody else, to do like everybody else. Forget everybody else. Get in with Jesus. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, all those other things don't matter. Perhaps we're here tonight. Man, just so many things, and I don't want to nail one thing, but one example, we're posting things to get followers, posting things we shouldn't be, or, you know, compromising in areas. I don't know what it is tonight. 
Man, we could just go down the list. You know, watching things so that we can speak with other people. Listening to music so that we're in the know. I don't know what it is tonight. Making decisions because we're scared to make the right decision. What people will think and what people will say. So we make the wrong decision. Making choices we shouldn't make daily. Getting involved in conversations when we should just shut it down. Just walk away. Perhaps say, not in anger, but this conversation, this dialogue is not fitting for those that are Christ. We shouldn't be talking about this right now. When's the last time you shut down a conversation? It's hard, isn't it? Jesus shuts down conversations. He says things like, get behind me, Satan. I'm not saying go say that. That'll shut down the conversation right away. They will think you're odd. They will think you're strange. They will think you are a whack job. But that's all right. Follow the Spirit. Follow the Spirit. Be sensitive to the Spirit. Have a spirit of discernment. Make every decision. Listen, the Bible says in Him we live and move and have our being. That's how we're supposed to live. Let's stand tonight. If you came in here tonight and you didn't know who you are, I pray right now that you know who you are. And I pray that you leave with this in mind. You came in here thinking, I'm not chosen. Listen, don't buy into the lies. Cast those thoughts out right now and claim tonight the reality of who you are. I am chosen. I am chosen. My life is going to look different because I know I'm chosen. I'm going to wake up. You might need to wake up every single morning for the next while and stare in the mirror and say, I am chosen of God. You might need to speak to yourself the truth, the reality of the Word of God until it gets inside of you and fuels your living. I am chosen. I am royal. I am royal. Let that fuel your life. I am to be holy. And I am to be peculiar. Lord, I pray tonight for all of us here that we would understand this great calling. Lord, we would understand this relationship that we have been invited into, that we would understand tonight exactly who we are. Lord, that no matter the lies that the enemy would throw our way, we would know who we are. No matter the pressures that we face day in and day out, we would know who we are. No matter the choices that come our way, we would know who we are. And Lord, that our living would look drastically different now that we know who we are. We thank you for your great grace, Jesus, your mercy and your loving kindness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift up this chorus in closing.